Welcome back to the Bindman's Archives series. I'm John Crocker, Managing Partner at Bindman's, and we are pleased to be joined again by Stephen Gross to discuss the case of Mandla. Could you introduce the case for us? This is a case which was decided eventually in the House of Lords in 1983. It was about a young Sikh boy who applied to attend an independent school. And the head refused to admit him because he required all students to follow the uniform rules, which involved, for this boy, taking off his turban and cutting his hair, which he was unable to do. And Mr. Mandler, the boy's father, claimed that the school indirectly discriminated against his son as a member of a Sikh ethnic group. He lost in the county court and it went to the Court of Appeal and then the House of Lords. The two principal issues on appeal were, first of all, whether Sikhs were an ethnic group or only a religious group. At the time, religious discrimination wasn't unlawful. Uh, and the other was whether requiring a Sikh to remove his turban and cut his hair put him at a disadvantage because he couldn't comply with it. Uh, and the question was, what did the expression can comply mean? He lost the case in the Court of Appeal in front of Lord Denning, and in fact it was more or less the last case which Lord Denning decided. And then when the case went to the House of Lords, he was successful on both those points. What impact do you think the case might have had on minority communities and society in general? I think the case was very important because of the generous interpretation which the House of Lords gave to the Race Relations Act. In the first place, they were asked to interpret the expression ethnic origins, which was the guiding test for whether the Race Relations Act applied. And it was argued by the school that Sikhs were a religious group and not an ethnic group, and therefore the Race Relations Act didn't apply to them. And the House of Lords broadened out the definition of an ethnic group to any group which shared customs, beliefs, traditions, uh, and characteristics derived from a common or presumed past, even if they didn't in biological terms constitute a common racial stock. And that it was the combination which gave them a historically determined social identity in their own eyes and in the eyes of other groups. And so for a long time, until the, until the Equality Act outlawed religious discrimination, this meant that groups like Sikhs and Jews were covered by the Race Relations Act in a way that they had not been thought to be until then. Uh, the other thing was that um, they gave a generous interpretation to what it meant by can comply with a particular requirement or condition. So if a requirement or condition acted to the detriment of a particular group because they couldn't comply with it, that constituted indirect discrimination unless it could be justified by a reason unconnected with race. And what the school said was, well, physically, this boy could remove his turban and cut his hair, and therefore he could comply with it. And what the uh, House of Lords said was, well, that's true, but what the Act is aiming at is that he could not comply with it because it wouldn't be consistent with his cultural and religious traditions, and therefore it was to his detriment. Looking back now, what are your thoughts about that case? 
It was quite important because it showed a much more liberal approach to anti-discrimination law than had been seen hitherto, in, in my view. And it was a pointer to particularly county courts and industrial tribunals, what we now call employment tribunals, of a more generous and broad approach. It was indicative of a more purposive approach to the interpretation of anti-discrimination legislation. And of course, it was the culmination of quite a long battle that we had had to establish that Sikhs were a racial group and that they would have protection. Uh, and the case was decided very much on the basis of a judgment of the Australian High Court about, about Jews and whether Jews were a racial group under Australian anti-discrimination law. And, and the House of Lords had very much in mind that they wanted to cover Jews as well as, as, well as Sikhs. Thank you, Stephen. Join us next time to hear about another case from the Byman's archives. Thank you.